Welcome to the Chronicles of the Event Ninja. This is Ninja KGL, and on today's podcast, I am doing part two of the retro look back of 2020. Um, this particular episode is dedicated to Japan, and um, as a part of it, um, I've talked about Japan with uh, Steffi, aka IDDQT. Um, who has been to Japan, who has her own vlog about Japan and tips and tricks and so forth because she loves Japan. And when I actually went there, I figured out why people love Japan and everything. It is different. Um, it is very efficient sometimes. Uh, I mean, there's over 200 um, uh, metro stations, train stations, and it runs on the correct clock. It doesn't miss a beat. It is synchronized with all the applications. If your destination requires you to be a certain platform at 10, 13, you need to be there. Um, what, I, what I have discovered, first and foremost, is that I have a very terrible attention span. Um, I thought by bringing my Nintendo Switch, my laptop, and what's not, I would be able to do some work, do some editing, play some video games, finish a few stages, and what's not, nope, not at all. I've dozed off for about two, two, two and a half hours. I have end up watching two or three movies during that time, some on my laptop because I brought it in. So, for example, Superman Red Sun, for example, um, others. I decide to watch uh, Star Trek Picard, for example, or I was re-watching John Wick. I watch uh, Knives Out, for example, and it was in a productive way. Despite the fact that it was a 13-hour flight and I should have taken an advantage of it. I had another five-hour flight from Montreal to Chicago um, in which... I should have taken advantage of it also, but I decided to um, watch other movies such as uh, the new um, Netflix movie, Gamibo, the one where uh, ex-Harry Potter uh, meets uh, main character, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, uh, where he had his hands um, nail gun with a pair of Guns, for example. It was a very fun movie. Uh, that's my short review. I would highly recommend it. Uh, if you like um, Apocalypse, um, Running Man style, and the fact that it's over the top and it is with the most amazing i would say actor because of the fact that you would never picture him doing this particular genre so kudos to daniel radcliffe for uh doing that particular movie if you wikipedia his name uh you'll see that uh, that particular movie came out um with that said so i wasn't productive but the minute that i landed in japan it was an entire world um i'm thankful that Everybody that was greeting me, including the people uh, during the airline that was ran by Anna, which is a Japanese airline. Um, they or Asian 
airline, Japanese Asian airline. They were high premium, despite the fact that I wore, I I flew in economy, but it was well worth it. It was well spaced. Obviously, it was due to people bailing out from traveling because this was in March. Um, But, you know, quality of the flight, uh, lots of food, first off. Um, decent taste, in my opinion, not the best, but definitely not the worst. And and what I mean by not the worst is like, um, you, we are so used to uh, airline food on the plane being, you know, sandwiches, uh, you know, a drink in the hand or everything. But when you're f- flying to Japan and everything, you get access to alcohol first off. So it's nice to have some sake or some whiskey on the plane and you get at least three hot meals uh, throughout the flight and some snacks, honestly. Uh, when we landed, um, English speaking uh, aid, like, you know, information, um, it was an easy um, collection to get our luggage. And after that, obviously, hunting down Wi-Fi, hunting down our pocket Wi-Fi and everything was a bit troublesome because the um, it was a logistic nightmare. But that was probably our fault for not reading the proper instruction. But from that point on, it was off to the races. We grabbed onto the bullet train um, and we went to our Airbnb and trust me when you see the places when you see the the roads and everything you cannot imagine the differences the large differences between Japan and North America like and I see North America because of the fact that I've been to the states and it's not that bad you have roads you have streets you can still walk on in Japan there is no such things at per se not a lot of it uh, in terms of streets and roads most of the time when you're in housing districts street um the sidewalk and the streets are together and typically they look like one way one direction however you can actually it's supposed to be bi-directional so basically cars can pass both ways both directions and i've seen cars being very courteous in terms of passage passageway in which two cars were going in different directions um, then after that, my biggest surprise was obviously the 7-Elevens, the Lawsons, and the Family Mart, which are what we call combinis, which is basically depender or convenience stores. Uh, but it is, first off, very, very clean, very uniform, very, like, the um, sales clerk that are there, very polite, you know, uh, and it's open 24 hours. I can typically... I, I, if I had to live off of 7-Eleven, I would not have any regrets. The first thing that I have done over there is to eat uh, a Michelin star ramen, instant ramen. And it was very, very tasty. I loaded myself up on beer, highballs, uh, uh, high uh, strong, strong beer um from from Suntory. And if you're not aware who Suntory is, Suntory is a particular uh think of it as molson or labat or budweiser but in japan um, they also produce very high quality whiskey for example and uh, they own different flavor of drinks plus 
coffee, teas, and obviously alcoholic beverage. Um, it is an entire experience. If you've seen my daily pictures of my during my Japan trip that I posted on my Instagram story, you would have known that I had my uh, a wonderful time that was there. My best advice if you're hearing this and you want to look at how things are in Japan, I would highly recommend to roll back to my talk with IDQT um, back in the early 20 sets of episodes uh, where we talk about how Japan experience was and so forth. Check out her webpage, her vlogs. You'll get a much more better idea if you care about food. Mike Chen is my go-to person. He has visited, visited Japan numerous amount of time. And he went to places that I actually went. So we're talking about Ichiran, for example, which is one of the best ramen places in Japan. It is, um, it's basically, if you want to know about it, uh, you've probably seen some advertising like on YouTube and everything. Uh, Ichiran is the ramen shop where you have your own personal booth in um, to to eat your ramen so basically you fill out a form you receive tickets you put the form in to where you're sitting and after that there's going to be a sliding window the waiter will take your order and everything will close the window and when your order is ready raise the window you get your bowl and all the condiments that there is need and the whole purpose is for you to experience the meal and not to be talking with your neighbors and that is one very important takeaway over there there's no such thing as well there is such thing as socializing while drinking so izakaya for example you will see a lot of people on the street sometimes talking and you know enjoying um you know looking at their phones and talking and everything but in terms of food a lot of the restaurants that i went to is not for uh, to be a social environment. Izakaya, which is basically, if you're thinking about Imadaki here in Montreal, it is for the purpose of drinking, having set, you know, happy hours and stuff like that. That is their purpose. But all the ramen shops can only fix, fit six people. Uh, curry houses, burger joints, and so forth. Dessert places. Their whole purpose is to have your meal serve you, you eat, you get out, you feel absolutely satisfied with the fabulous meal that you just ate and you're on your way to do something else. Second thing is most of the time, most of the meals and um, food that you be, be buying are smaller portion uh, and you got to get used to that. Um, like for example, an egg sandwich despite the fact that it's satisfying and it's just a simple egg sandwich will still run you for about 280 yen which is roughly three dollars now it's not like it is cheap but the thing is the bottom line behind that is the fact that you um it, it's not for complete meals for example you need to eat several items in order to feel full but i found that throughout my entire trip I rather eat the small portion so that I can feel hungry again within two hours and eat something new. There is so much food to be experienced via street vendor, 
new restaurants and so forth that you want to go from one place to another. Second thing is the fact that over there, it is still a, uh, mainly a cash system. So please be prepared to have cash on you. But also, if you're used to North America, uh, tipping is frowned upon. And most of the time, whatever you pay as your meal is the price with uh, tax and and everything, right? So if it's 300, uh, if the um, vending machine, which is most of the time they use vending machine in order to print out your food ticket to so that there's no uh, ambiguity stating what did you order and everything. There are still restaurants that takes your order, obviously, and you can directly point to the menu. So if you're a foreigner, there is absolutely no problem, and I'll get back to that. Um, but in terms of food, you'll get a ticket. You give it, you, you due to a vending machine, you, uh, you want an egg, you want ramen, what type of broth and so forth. It's going to print it out, and you give it to the sales clerk, the uh, the waiter and um, or sometimes it's the owner of the the restaurant um, and you'll get your food and with and it's super super quick um, so let me run this back so I've talked about the food I've talked about what I landed I've talked about my airline experience uh, obviously the airline experience on the way back the story goes it was a rough time that I had to come back but I did come back and obviously when I landed back full court full quarantine, full pandemic, everything was closing and so forth. Um, but I was lucky enough to work from home um, due to that factor. And after two weeks, it became routine. Now, in terms of Japan, few tips. And I've been asked this numerous amount of time. Feel free to ask me anything that you want to ask me about uh, in terms of Japan, in, in my particular experience, I will refer you back to my conversation with IDDQT, and I would refer you to her vlog and so forth. And obviously, if you're looking for food, please look up Mike Chen. Tip number one, do not be afraid that you're a foreigner in Japan. Yes, there has been some words and some talk about how Japan um, are not foreign friendly, but that is only in... If you're, you're asking somebody down the street and you look really lost and everything, um, and also you will you might experience this if you go to the farm area and everything. But if you're in mainland Tokyo, if you're in Akihabara, if you're in Shinjuku, if you're in uh, Osaka, for example, it is uh, in Kyoto even and everything, you will find some English speakers. You will find people that know enough English or has English signs to be able to help you in direct. Second thing is the fact that a lot of the, the vending machines, such as I mentioned, Ichiran, 7-Eleven, um, Coco Curry, and so forth, the, these are names of restaurants that I've been to and everything. They will have visual aids on their menu. And most of the time, it is trilingual on top of that. So you have Japanese, English, and Chinese that you could be accommodated to. The reason is a lot of the uh, cities that I've just mentioned are very touristy. So basically, they have adapted and expected that 
due to the fact that a lot of people visit Japan, that they're really accommodating. It doesn't hurt to know proper uh, Jap- Japanese words, so, such as thank you, no thank you, um, kampai when you're cheering glasses, um, and, 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 and everything, um, and when your meal comes, and after expressing um, content about your meals is very uh, rewarding to the people that are preparing your meals and everything. So do not worry about not knowing Japanese when you're landing there. Trust me, neither did uh, I didn't know any Japanese when I landed there. Neither did my friends and my nephew that landed there. And we came out unscathered. Uh, then please budget yourself. Please bring a significant amount of money. Do not worry if you lack some. You can always have a charge card, which is a suka card, which is my number one tip. And I revisited this particular uh, concept with uh, my conversation with IDDQT. Um, a suka card is basically a pre-charge card where you need it to run around the uh, city. So they, it's kind of think of it as your uh, opus card. So basically, not only that, not not only it is utilized to go around the city, you also can put money inside so it can pay at Seven Eleven or any places that will accept Suka card. And it could be pharmacies, it could be uh, Don Quixote, which is a doll, high end dollar store if you want, um, and uh, so forth. Um, Suka card, very important for you to get around. It You don't need to fiddle around with change. It is, uh, if you have an iPhone 8 or, or a phone, a, a smartphone with NFC chip, you're good to go. You, you load up the card from your Visa card or your Interact card. And after that, you have some yen on, the, on, on your digital space and you'll be able to scan with your phone without a problem. That's how good their technology is. Uh, next tip, JR Pass. JR Pass is basically good for seven days or 14 days. For seven days are roughly 350, if I remember right. And then after that, um, 14 days is roughly 450. It is only available for foreigners that are visiting, and it's precisely seven days, no arguments. And what it allows you is it will allow you 75% of the uh, Tokyo train line uh, around Japan. There are some exceptions, and you will see that from an application that you can download to route your experience in Japan. Um, on top of that, you are allowed to ride the bullet train for free. That will be useful for you to visit from Japan to Osaka and Kyoto and so forth. Uh, without it, it would cost you roughly $200 for a one-way ticket. Uh, and we're talking about the bullet train, and the bullet train will arrive to your destination within three hours. It's super important if you f- feel like uh, if you want to visit the the entire country. So that is another tip. Um, then, when you're travel, uh, fourth tip, when you're traveling to Japan, make sure that your group, i.e., if you're visiting with friends, you're visiting with your significant other. Uh, make sure your group is no more than four people. Um, the reason is most of the time the restaurants, avenues, and so forth do not accommodate groups larger than four. 
Um, it's I, as I mentioned earlier, most of the restaurants can all come only accommodate six, for example. Um, so you're gonna be running in that particular problem uh, in, tor- in order to coordinate a can we eat together and so forth. Two people, three people, four maximum for this particular Japan trip. If you go more than that, I would say start splitting up your group into two, three, 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 and so forth. It's going to be a better logistic um, f- for you, and uh, you will have less headache on that particular uh, avenue. Um, then make sure that you pack light. Uh, and every Airbnb that I was at, or even at hotels, they will have a laundry service. I would recommend you to use it. And last but not least, when you go there, you are allowed one carry-on, two luggage. I would re- highly recommend that when you travel there, you put a separate luggage duffel bag or a smaller suitcase within your larger suitcase because the fact that you will be coming back with lots of souvenirs. Now, it's going to be a Tetris nightmare for you to figure out how you're going to bring everything that you buy back and everything. You have two options, ship it to yourself or the second suitcase scenario. So pack light, utilize all the three luggages that you're allowed, your carry-on and your two suitcases, um, but be mindful that if you're carrying that mon- that many luggage, you will be traveling it up and down and everything. So if you're there for 7, 10 days, 14 days, be mindful that you'll be carrying three heavy luggages around with you. So be very mindful of when and where you will be buying your souvenirs, right? Um Last but not least, if you have food allergies and so forth, Japan's going to be really rough on you in terms of customization of what you want to eat. Be make sure that you're not allergic to seafood uh, because all the good sushis are there. Um, even the conveyor belt one at $1 to $2 sushi and the high-end one, it doesn't mean that you cannot enjoy uh, meat. Obviously, there's Kobe beef, Wagyu beef, very delicious um and their beef over there is very high end um but then again if you want to experience everything i wouldn't be recommending you to have a food allergy and going there and expect to be accommodated it doesn't mean that they can't i've heard that they've Accommodated a lot of different type of diets. Uh, there's a lot of s- specialized restaurants and places that can accommodate you. But you know, wh- why goes to that particular logistic if you cannot enjoy their particular cuisine? But is it still up to you to do your own research? But I find it that thankfully I I am not allergic to anything. And trust me, uh, my keto diet just went out the window when I went there you will be in food heaven and that is super important please enjoy the food and the sightseeing um be a tourist basically uh but try not to stand out uh or else you're just a bad mark for something to happen uh, or getting taken advantage of doesn't mean that it did happen to me um if you're an anime person akira bara big 
anime central places if you're worried about anime not only going there trust me anime is all around the country i've seen super mario the minute that i landed at the airport i've seen hello kitties and what's not they're big on anime if you're an anime fan i recommend you to go to japan whenever it is allowed um so those are my few tips about my trip and what i've seen in japan obviously feel free to reach out to me if you have more questions about japan that um the other sites are not able to uh answer and with that i'll see you next time and boom you have reached the end of the chronicles of the event ninja thank you very much now if you be so kind you can follow me on instagram at at shot by gl on twitter at shot by gl 514 and also do not forget to visit any of the links that i put on the show notes in terms of mentions or from my guests itself and i will see you next time Thank you.